Hey, Shipper City. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into the episode, do me a favor and consider tapping that support this podcast link in your favorite podcast player. Every little bit helps us stay on the air and keeps us creating the content that you love. Be sure to follow along on social. We are on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at iShipItPod. You can head over to the website, iShipItPod.com, to sign up for email updates when new episodes are released. And you can send us emails at iShipItPod at gmail.com. And remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to and tell your friends that you ship it. So take a second, do all of that while you enjoy a word from our sponsors. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. I don't care. I ship it. I hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. I am joined by such a special guest today, guys. Um, I am joined by Diz. Hey, girl. Who I never thought I would get on the show ever. Um, this is my dream come my true. Bestest, <laughs> my bestest friend since like 10th grade. Um, the only other woman I've ever been able to successfully live with. Um, Claim to fame for you, baby. I was gonna say we've we've only been we've been the only other people we can live with other than our spouses. Yep, absolutely. And, so, and you're yeah, much easier. So we broke to live the mold with each other. Some people. <laughs> then, then some people who might still be in the house. Um, <laughs> Upstairs. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so yeah, so Diz and I have an exceptionally long history, and I'm super excited that you are here with me today, my love. Um, so yeah, so like I said, we, uh, we go back forever, so we may devolve into off-topic bullshit. Okay, nice. Um, <sighs> but you guys, you guys have heard the Ange episodes. I mean, Diz predates Ange, so you think about that. <laughs> think about what you're in for. <laughs> I don't actually, I don't actually remember when you and I became friends. It was like 2003. That, that tracks. Um, Sounds about right. That because it was high school, obviously, and then I told you to come to college with me, and you were like, "Okay, <laughs> I have no direction." Yes, okay. <laughs> you did tell me that one time when it was like way too late for me to be like, "Liz, don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "No, I just went here because you were like, that's where I'm going," and I was like, nah. right, right, "Whatever, let's go to college." <laughs> I'm gonna Denver. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Yes, here we are making use of our yeah. <laughs> making excellent use of our collegiate degrees. Mm, that's topic for um, another podcast. But yes, it is. That's an entirely different podcast. <laughs> Millennial woes. I'm sure we'd be the first people to come up with that. Yeah. Super um, soups a ridge. So yeah. So anyway, Liz and I have have uh, been through everything together, including our topic, <laughs> our topic du jour, um, which is a little different in honor of Diz, um, because I thought maybe I could find something that would lure her in. Um, but no. See, I don't really read. I tried to bring my, oh. <laughs> I tried to bring my two worlds together and they were like, listen, if you want Diz on the podcast, you're just going to have to talk about the thing that you know she loves. So that's what we're doing. Um, so today we're going to talk about a fandom of itself. Um, and, and I actually have some possible relevant takes mm, i am enthralled for our topic 
Um, it's not just going to be like when Ash and I talked about Taylor Swift for two hours. But we love those. But we love this. We love to see it. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So we are actually going to talk about um, the series and now recent reboot, uh, Sex and the City, and just like that. Um, Sex and the City is a huge part of Diz's and my friendship because when we lived together in college, first we were dorm mates by choice. Yes. And then we were off-campus roommates <laughs> by necessity. <laughs> I yeah again I saved we saved each other from a terrible roommate situation all around um and then I of course we got an apartment together with two other girls and I abandoned Diz as soon as I graduated and she's never forgiven me for that (laughs) no I forgive you for the abandonment it's the changing of the relationship status on Facebook when we met our super silent sexy producer it's okay. It wasn't when I met him, though. This is okay. So back in the day when Facebook meant anything, Shipper City. I have to explain this. I have to explain myself <laughs> to the youths. <laughs> to the youths. Back in the day when Facebook was the main, if not only, I didn't have a Twitter. I still basically don't. Um, I mean, I have accounts, but I do nothing with them. So. I'm not missing anything. It's very angry. I'm not over missing there. anything. Um. So when Facebook was mostly how we communicate with each other, Liz and I got our hearts broken in twenty six or no two thousand six around the same time, and there was a change of relationship status happening, and we were like, "This is stupid. We don't want to just like say that we're single because like that's pathetic." And you're the most important person in my life, and she was like, "You're the most important person in my life." I'm like, "Let's just be in a relationship with each other." So we were complicated for a long time. Like- um years like (laughs) Like, to the point where i'm sure people were questioning i mean sure fine (laughs) fine (laughs) whatever (laughs) (laughs) if the worst thing anybody ever thought was that i was having sex with you liz then you know what we we made out of clarion alive we won that game okay if the worst thing anybody ever thought was that we were having sex with each other then we won that game um but so we were complicated with each other just to avoid the back and forth and also because it was true. And it was like, who wants to keep changing? Like, then you have to like request to be in a relationship with somebody. So stupid. Yeah, they made it. It's you had dumb. to approve the relationship because like people would make themselves yeah. in a relationship with like Kim Kardashian. But then mm-hmm. they made it. You had to approve. And Kim was like, no. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, no, she has to be a real person. And you were like, bitch. <laughs> so anyway, so we were like, fine. Um, and then I met our sexy silent producer and I had no intention, by the way, Diz was Facebook stalking him before we were even official. And she was like, oh, he says he's in a relationship. And I said, with who? <laughs> she goes, uh, probably with you, dumbass. Um, but you can't be in a relationship with him because you're complicated with me. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to change that for some boy. <laughs> some boy. Man, he was 30 years old. He's <laughs> <was> a man. <laughs> And she was like, yeah, good. Because, like, the only way I will accept it is if you're getting married. I'm like, well, that's never going to happen. Fast forward a year and a half later. um, I called her and I was like, hey, I have something to tell you. And she was like, what? (laughs) Because it was early. (laughs) I called her first thing in the morning. And she was like, what? What is it? And I was like, I have to. And she screamed and was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she hung up on me. Um, like a true best friend. 
And I was like, what the fuck? So then she calls me back and she's like, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready for you to tell me the thing that you're going to tell me. And I think I know what you're going to tell me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just telling you that I have to break up with you on Facebook. And then she screamed again and hung up a second time. This was also, I believe, flip phone days, girl, razor, maybe, yes. <laughs> or some some assortment of a really, really bad phone. But I also it was, was, a, it was the the Game thing. Boy of the phones. Yeah, Whatever. we had the flippy phones. <sighs> oh my god, technology has advanced so much <laughs> in the last ten years. I feel like I could be talking about something that happened in 1987. Um, but so so that is why Diz and I broke up because I got married. <laughs> And that's fine. We love him. And that's fine. <laughs> I allowed it. It's fine. She allowed it. It was fine. She gave her blessing. We're all good. Anyway, Sex and the City, when we lived together uh, in sophomore year, whatever it was, you got the boxed set. The pink velvet in a plastic. Pink suede. Case. Box case mm-hmm. thing because we didn't have streaming services, children. Um, you had to, you had internet, to order your Netflix on the mail. Yeah, I was gonna say the internet either came in the mail or you had to purchase stuff at Best Buy. And so for Christmas one year, Diz got the full series Sex and the City DVDs. And then from then on, there were no other movies in rotation in the DVD player in Apartment C. It was just that. Um, so accidentally, I saw the entire series. I didn't want to. Against your will. <laughs> I didn't seek it out. Um, and then all of a sudden one day I was like, oh, shit, I'm a Miranda. <laughs> How did we get to this point? And Liz was like, I've been waiting for you to know that you're a Miranda my entire life. I'm like, okay. So I, <laughs> against my will, I watched the entire Sex and the City. And it, it burrowed its way into my heart. And I developed so much more love for it than I thought I would. The first movie I thought was Chef's Kiss, exactly what was needed, perfect, 100%. The second movie was a joyless cash grab. Disgusting. The worst. If I hear one more Middle Eastern pun, I'm going to obby dooby do myself. Oh my God, it was like just so. Like, I don't believe in cancel culture, but we should cancel that. Cancel that. That is not. Cancel that fucking movie. Um, So, yeah. So when I heard that. And just like that was happening, um, I was wary. Rightfully so. I was going to say, does, I think you were more like just like instantly excited. Oh my God. I mean, I screamed. Yes. Dan can attest. I, I saw it on, I vividly remember it because I took a screenshot of it and it just came up on my time hop and they announced it. Sarah Jessica Parker posted on Instagram and I just, I screamed because I mean, it goes without saying the last what she years does. have been pretty hard, right? But like a little <laughs> bit of like nostalgia. It's like, mm. Mm. and I yeah. had so much hope. Yeah. Oh, those were good days. <laughs> so let's talk about the original first, yeah. um, because it was it was such a a strong brick in the foundation of our beautiful friendship. Um, I I mean the things that made Sex and the City what it was. Um, I mean, it was, yes, it was groundbreaking at the time and, like, whatever. But, like, the the whole purpose, I think the, the reason that I loved it so much was that it, the love that those four girls had for each other was so strong and it was always purposefully the center of every story. Totally. Like, yes, they all had their own people and they all had their own personalities and their own lives. And 
partners and and marriages and babies and whatever. But like the four of them being together was always the most important thing. And Carrie says it in a billion different monologues Mm. that, of course, were instant AIM, instant message, (laughs) away message to high heaven. All of it. Yes. What's that Uh, editing app that we used on our pictures and like the beginning of college and it would make them real pixelated, but they would be pink. And then you put like a quote on it about friendship. (laughs) Yes. This is before filters happened. You had to like, yes. Picnic. Yes. Bring back picnic. Yes. So bring back picnic. Well, they just sort of folded picnic into every other app that we use. Um, Um, so yeah, so we would take photos of ourselves and then we would picnic them so that they were pink and they had words over top, like maybe girlfriends are soulmates and guys are just people to have fun with. Um, and then, you know, until we find someone just as wild to run with, um, all these things that I joke about that I did personally myself. Mm. (laughs) It's the chewiest. Thing. Just, just so beautiful. you know, you girls are the real love of her life. Oh. Anybody else is just lucky to come in fourth. You know, snaps for big. <laughs> well, pour one out. Snaps for old. No snaps. Well, I mean, I was gonna say we can we can snap for big. He's not a real yes. person just because mm, he's true. played by absolute sleaze. Yes. Snaps <laughs> for big. May he rest. Except that he also was sleaze. Like, yeah. Broke up his marriage. Big was kind of the worst, yeah. right? Um, a cheater, <laughs> emotionally manipulative, not not the greatest. Yeah. Um, but it can be said, and I've read a lot of BuzzFeed articles about this, that Carrie is also not the greatest, and maybe they deserved each other. Yes. Yeah, so Carrie is the worst. Carrie is the <laughs> worst of all time. She's the woat, and you know. I have a lot. I have a lot of thoughts. Okay, we'll get there. I'm sure. But no, no, no. Let's let's talk about <laughs> okay, it. What are so your thoughts on Carrie? Carrie's a sociopath. She's a narcissist. But we all have a little bit of Carrie in us, right? Like we're all yes, a little yes. self-centered because we are our own persons, right? I have to say, the yes. transition from Sex and City to In Just Like That, Carrie's was the only one I think that was truly authentic to the character because the character still sucked. Like she still <gasps> is. My husband died. That's the worst breakup. No, you were broken up upon a post-it, oh. ma'am. I was. I thought. I thought that's what she was going to say. I thought it was going to be a throwback. The real fans. It's a burger. The real fans were screaming at the TV burger. But again, yeah, Carrie burger was the worst breakup. Yes, yeah, burger was the worst. But again, Carrie, two up in her head. Everything's about her. So, but it's so funny looking back now because. Back in the day, everybody was, I'm a Carrie, I'm a Carrie. Remember our one roommate? She was mm-hmm. obsessed. Carrie Bradshaw, everything. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, <laughs> those girls, everybody wants to be a Carrie. But now, everybody wants to be Miranda all of a sudden. When we realize that Miranda's actually boss bitch material out here running shit, well, don't need no man. I mean, I always was like... When people were like, oh, yeah, Emily's the Miranda, they kind of said it as like a negative, almost a dig. But I was like, listen, Miranda is the only one of these fuckers who has a head on her shoulders, who keeps them alive sometimes. Literally. And like she has her own shit, but she also manages everybody else's. And as the resident mom friend. And the first one to have a child, like she was the first one to have a child, which you wouldn't expect. But she's always been maternal leader 
not just caring about boys. Right. It made perfect sense that she was the one who had a baby first because like that's just that's just who mm-hmm. she is. And she handled that shit like a fucking champ. Mm. Like she didn't even take time off. No. And like she was still I love when I loved when Miranda had Brady that it didn't turn into like he was the only thing that she talked about it that she cared about. Totally. They allowed her to still be like, like I, a person and also be a mom. Yeah. Which is not common. And I loved when she brought him to brunch <laughs> and Samantha was trying to talk and she's like, I can't talk about this with that baby here. And Miranda was like, no, no, no just think of him like a big purse. He's not listening. <laughs> and then I think Charlotte goes, um, I think your purse just spit up. <laughs> Classic. I just, yeah, I love, I mean, that whole episode when, when Samantha was not asking, acting, when Miranda was freaking out, she's like, I mean, she could say something like, hey, I recall you just had a baby four months ago. How's that going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then she gives her haircut. Mm-hmm. Good she gives her her salon appointment and then, and then Brady's bouncing chair won't. <laughs> oh, the vibrator. Doesn't vibrate anymore. So mm. she puts the <laughs> So she put the vibrator in it and it's such a perfect moment because Miranda comes home and Samantha has solved the problem, but Miranda's baby is sitting there with a vibrator going and all Miranda says to Samantha is, that better be brand new. <laughs> if that wasn't a Diz and M moment. Oh my God. It God. was such a Diz and M moment. Perfection. <sighs> so yeah. So I mean the first, the, you know, the four women of sex and city and i've i've heard this before that it is the uh the it's meant they're meant to represent the four facets of most women's personalities so there's you know the the self-centered main character syndrome carrie there's the boss bitch miranda there's the the torrid slut samantha and then there's the princess charlotte yep and somebody was like yeah it's amazing because they managed to do that to dissect a man's personality like on the first try and it was the A-team. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like, I mean, I can see it. <laughs> when you put it like but that. But Sex and City is not the A-team for women. Like that's just not, uh, sorry. Yeah, I know. That's not. <laughs> <But> when you, <laughs> but when you break it down. I mean, yeah. So when people were like, Emily, you're just such a Miranda. I was like, don't try and act like that's a negative because I think it's a positive. And you were always my Samantha. I bought this book in your honor. We should all be Mirandas. Available on Amazon. Um, Literally, these two authors, they wrote it and it's about the change in perception in society on how we used to look down on women like Miranda and now women like Miranda are Mm -hmm. So be a Miranda is what it comes down to. I mean, yes, I may not be ruling the world, but I do occasionally handle my shit like a grown up. She does. She does. Um, so I thought, you know, with the first, if we could just have ended on the first movie. Yes, we'll pretend everything. Abu Dhabi never happened. Pretend the second one never happened, except for one moment, which I will bring up in a second. Okay. But um, there was literally one saving moment <laughs> in that entire joyless I'm dying to know what you think it, what yours is. Okay. Um, but so I think that at the end of the first movie, everybody could say, like, this has been wrapped up perfectly. Mm-hmm. So when they decided to mine the nostalgia that millennials are desperately craving, 
and announced that this was happening, you were so excited. You were screaming. Mm. What were you hoping for as far as like things going? Um, well, so of course in college, we watched the series a million times. It has now become my anxiety comfort show, of course, with Grey's yes. Anatomy and all the other scandal. But rewatching it, like in quarantine, for example, with my husband, who's never seen it before. Mm-hmm. You could not make that show today. You just couldn't. No. Like, it is no. homophobic. No, it no, is no, no. racist. It is ageist. It is sexist. It, but yes. at the time, it was so progressive. So I had really, really high hopes that they were just going to just turn the world on its head again and just show us, you know, something completely different that we've never seen before. So that's what I was hoping. All right. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, you know what, that's a fair, okay. I was so hoping I we're going to try to write their hoping... wrongs from the, you know, yeah. r- write the criticisms. I had a feeling they were going to do that, but obviously I just want to see the sparkle in the lab. <laughs> too. <laughs> I was, I was really hoping that, and, and, and the writers, I've read some articles that the writers were saying that they were hearing what people wanted and they were getting nervous mm-hmm. because they knew the script that they'd written and they were like, people are so excited to have a Cosmo with their girlfriends and laugh again. And we were like, oh, you're not getting that with this show. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, why not? <laughs> but it, I mean, at its core, Sex and the City was a comedy. Like, right. it was it was funny. Yes, it was all of those ists that we now know are super problematic. But it was still funny. Um, and, and there were funny moments in it just like that. That's not. That's not yes, saying that absolutely. it was completely totally. a dirge. But yeah, so I think that we were, if we were hoping for more of what made it wonderful and light. Yes. And like, you know, a, a, a beautiful look at, at female friendship. Um, we I don't think we got that. I agree. And I, I list, so there was a companion podcast to the show, you know, me, Stan, have to listen to yes. it all. And the writers do discuss, but of course. that's what they said is just they feel that they they were too afraid to push the limits too far and, and mm-hmm. use that criticism again it's just there are ways to do I mean, it I, I know i know i know that it's it's so easy to be like paralyzed by not wanting to offend anybody um and and they did face a lot of criticism which I don't think is fair. And I don't think they, most they of the criticism... saw any of that either. I don't think they no. ever will get to the Che Diaz of it all, but I don't think they ever expected Che Diaz to be such polarizing character as they were. Well, and the, the criticism that the writers and the show runners and everything faced for Sex and the City did not come at the time. Mm-mm. Like we were saying, like you couldn't make that show now, but I don't think it's fair to judge a show that ended in 2004 by 2020 standards like i just that's not fair we we didn't you know it's you do the best you can until you know better and then when you know better do better that's that's it and and we weren't i'm not saying that nobody knew that these jokes were offensive but it was just i don't think people remember how homophobic the early 2000s were like the late 90s and the early 2000s in general um I saw a fanfic that was tagged. Uh, it was tagged um, period speci- or period relevant or period appropriate homophobia 
90s. And I was like, okay, first of all, that was like taking a bullet. Because <laughs> like, usually when people yeah. put that, it's like for like the 30s. They're writing about like Stephen <laughs> Bucky in 1932. <laughs> like, Mr. Darcy. Okay, yes. Like, I, I get it. <laughs> yes, you're right. The 90s were very homophobic, but I was not prepared for them to be so homophobic that they had a period-specific tag oh my gosh. on AO3. So, you know... 20, you know, hindsight's 2020. We could all look at, I mean, I don't want to get this canceled here, but you and I did attend a party that was. We, we did. If, well, we attended several parties that if those photos were ever leaked and we were running for office, uh, we would not win. Yeah. Our God elections. bless the lack of it. God bless a digital camera <laughs> that broke on the night on a digital night camera. I mean, there were like just, you said, you know, it's like you do, you do, you do until you know better and you do better. Yes. And then obviously if somebody invited me to a party that was, you know, 1992 gangster rap themed now, I'd be like, I feel like this is inappropriate. But in 2007, <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> 2007, we curled our hair. <laughs> we curled our hair, we wore bandanas and off we went. <laughs> Doc Wars grill. Uh, oh Chris my god, he did. It was made on the out couch. of the, <laughs> the creativity what? was just unmatched. I mean, the, the absolute creativity, the unbridled creativity of a college student who wants to get thematically drunk. I mean, we will go to such heights. Mm. So, yes, so it's not fair to judge the original series by our standards today. And I don't think, and so whenever I hear criticism, like, Oh, I can't watch that show because it's not, you know, it's so gross. It's so I'm like, now, can't you just enjoy gross things now? <laughs> just, just let people have things. Yeah. Just enjoy it. <laughs> just shut up. I like, it. I like it because I like it. And that's the end of it. Um, that's the title. But, so yes, <laughs> mine is JFNC. That me after <laughs> tracks. Yep. Uh, with a, a follow up called "I'm Sorry You're in Love with Me." Um, <laughs> don't worry, I've had these <laughs> because if somebody pointed that out. I've had to say that more times than once in my life. <laughs> God. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wow, that's true." <laughs> I have had to say that more times than just the once. Um, so. Yeah, so when – and just like that happened, and then it was like, oh, I'm concerned they're going to try too hard yes, to right their wrongs. And the first three episodes, it was really like, no, I don't like this at all. This is not funny. This is not – and granted, it was never going to be funny when – spoiler alert, if you don't know this by now, I don't know what the hell yeah. you've been paying Sorry. attention to. Uh even if Big hadn't died in the first episode, it was just not. The tone was off. Mm -hmm. Even like their first brunch together when everything was fine. I was like, this doesn't feel right. This feels like they're trying way too hard. Yes. And I, in um, the, and then, the companion podcast with the writers about the first episode, because I had that same reaction. They, mm -hmm. It's a trope that you run into when you do these remakes that you're trying to fit in so much story, like all at once. like. Samantha's no longer yeah. with us. Like, no, 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 no. She's not dead. She's this and that. Like, 
they have to yeah. jam that all in the first five minutes but honestly this, it, you don't get into the actual real story until like episode three or four because they're just playing catch up yeah well and and one of the critique articles i read recently and i totally agree with it is like the first couple episodes it feels like they all had rip van winkle syndrome totally like they all went to sleep for the last 20 years and then woke up and were like, oh, we're 55 now. We have to tell people that we're 55 all the time. <laughs> like we Harry. are 34. 55-year-old and... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember us ever acknowledging our age like publicly to anybody except right now. Um, <laughs> I've known 55-year-old women. My mom never <laughs> talked about being 55. Uh, no, my mom, she was <laughs> 55. She was 45 if you ask her. So, no. We don't talk about 55. Your mom has never been 55 and will never She's be 55. Not. She stopped at 49. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no. So it was like they were t- like when when Steve and we have to talk about Steve because, you know, he's Steve. My favorite. Um, when Steve sees Harry and he's like, I got hearing aids now. I'm an old timer. I'm like, Steve, you're friends with Harry. You and Harry would likely have seen each other more recently is, than yeah. 2004 when he attended your wedding like <laughs> this uh, why are you telling him that? like it was like right. too much it was just it was so much telling mm-hmm. so much no telling. showing and that's bad story right storyline least storytelling um so yeah so i feel like there's it's one of those things it's like there's fan service which people shit on mm-hmm and they're like, oh, they're just doing whatever the fans wanted. And then there's what Sex and the City did. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like, here's nothing that you asked for. Um, Not a single thing. Oh. I kind of felt like, and, and, and yes, there are moments where it's like, yes, okay, we have to acknowledge that these women are older, that they're in their 50s, that they're not the the hot 20 30 year olds that we grew up with right but it's also like it's like when the new rocky came out and half the jokes were about rocky being old right it's like do we want nostalgia or do we just want to be reminded that it is nostalgia but we're also old we went to see the new don't judge me we went to see the new scream movie and it was fantastic gotta say but that's because of nostalgia it It really was i gotta say um (laughs) see it i haven't seen any of the like other screen stuff they've done but everybody's in it nev and david they're all in it so it's great yeah yeah yeah. um but at the end of the movie they're like oh where the same murders took place 20 years ago i was like oh well you just ruined the whole movie for me 20 years it's been 20 fuck so mm, i'm good on that So, yeah, so there was a lot of like, I feel like they could have maybe, maybe walked the line a little bit, a little bit (laughs) better of like, yes, we know these women are older, but here's how they're still. And I really do feel like by the the last couple episodes, they had found that rhythm again, where like, Charlotte was Charlotte. And, you know, I mean, there's one, I forget what she said, oh, when she was finally, when she finally booked the trans rabbi. Oh, the trans rabbi is in. <laughs> the trans rabbi is in. <laughs> rabbi Jen was the savior of this whole series. I want to. I want to spin off of Rabbi Jen. She's. I loved Rabbi Jen. Um, but mm. yeah, I loved K 
Carrie just, you know, looked at her and she's like, I love that you're still that girl. <laughs> Magical. <laughs> um, so do you want to talk about Che or do we want to talk about Steve first? Let's talk about Steve first. Okay. All and right. then we can talk um, about Che. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like Che brings up a lot of different stuff, whereas I'm just angry about Steve. Um, yeah. Okay. So... When Steve was first introduced, Steve Brady, the bartender, was first introduced in the series. I was like, when the first episode that I watched, because Liz had seen it a billion times. And I was like, oh, him. I like him. And Liz was like, you're going to be so happy that you like him. Of course you like him. And I was like, he's so sweet. Like, he's so normal. I mean, the thing about, which is another thing that made me realize how old I am. Not old. Grown up I am. Um, is that I never realized how insanely wealthy these three, these four women were. Like, I really thought that their lifestyle was attainable. Truly. (laughs) Truly. When we were 19, I was like, oh yeah, we'll live like that. Like that'll be, yeah, that's, that's, that's how people, that's how grown women live with jobs. But Carrie Bradshaw getting a Pieta Tara over living the park because she doesn't want to stay in her apartment anymore. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Lee. Really. So, yeah and i mean even though i had seen like the hbo special about sex and the city where they told you how much money each episode was like how much was spent not to make it but during each mm-hmm. episode like all four of them had coffee at this place that'd be you know 49 dollars. and this place you know they mm-hmm. they had like all the food that carrie ate that they never showed her sorry all the food that carrie ordered that never, they showed her never eating <clears throat> um how much money she would have to make to afford her apartment and then all of the shoes. I mean, there's one episode that deals with Carrie's finances oh, after the in a way that up. even hints. Yeah, that even hints at the fact that she's very irresponsible with her money. And then that's kind of it. It's like, yeah, that's oh, it. It's all fixed. It's taken care of. Um, but yeah, so when when Steve was introduced and he was just a run of the mill, Queens born bartender. Miranda. And Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that was the source of their first breakup was that she was like pushing him to be something that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, nah, I'm gonna wear my my gold corduroy suit to your Christmas party. And she was like, No, I rented you a tux. And he was like, Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and then of course, when they the best the best scene ever when she was avoiding him because she was like, I don't want to be friends with him as she so poetically put the man's been inside me for Christ's sake. Um, Classic <laughs> we're not be friends. line of ours. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, how many times have we repeated that it's line a, to each other? It's a, it's a good rule. It is a good rule. <laughs> good rule um and she sees steve across the street and he sees her they clearly make eye contact and she goes oh shit and she runs away yep. <laughs> which is a very classic emily move there ever has so, been something emily done would do. uh, something emily would do has done in fact um and steve shows up at her door and he's like that was a shitty shitty thing you just did to me right now <laughs> And she starts crying and she's like, I'm so shitty. You would never do anything. That was shitty. 
and he responds with, how about showing up at your apartment on a Saturday morning and calling you shitty? Yeah, that was pretty shitty. shitty. (laughs) So then like they get back together and they're, they're great. And then Mm. they're friends, then they break up and then they're friends and then they accidentally fuck once and then they get pregnant and, and it's just a great, and then they realize that they're in love with each other and then they get married and they have this perfect messy wonderful beautiful relationship he mellows her out she brings a little sophistication to him but she, she motivates by the time, him I thought, like, yeah she motivates him he opens his own bar he like becomes a go-getter he brings like i said he brings her down to earth he makes her gets her to move to brooklyn where it's right. cheaper once upon a time they buy that a house. fucking house that house they um, bought that house even back then would have been like I think I read somewhere like one of the or something. That's like a very bougie oh. part of Brooklyn, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Miranda like, acted like she was being like sentenced to like a decade in Aleppo or something. This is all I can afford. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> fucking so house with a yard in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. And, you know, and Carrie, and then, like, you know, when they move in and he realized, like, he knows it's not perfect for her, so he fixes it all up, and he brings mm. her cannoli, and he gets her internet hooked up right away. I mean, he... He always just gives loves her, her. Yes. Not necessarily yes. what she wants. He's... No. He is just so good. Okay? And then, of course, we get to the movie where they break up again because Steve admits that he cheated on her. Just once. One time. One time. I mean, that's all it takes. But one time she freaks out. She kicks him out. They spend the whole movie apart. It's heartbreaking. And then they have the best reunion oh, in, on the bridge. I'll say it, cinematic history. In cinematic history. I put that as the number one getting back together moment I've ever seen because they see each other. They have this plan. They've gone to counseling and they're like, this is the day if you still want to make your marriage work, if you still love each other, meet on the Brooklyn Bridge and and then start over. Pass doesn't matter. Yeah. And of course, Miranda says to Carrie, she's like, yeah, it's great if we both show up. Otherwise, one of us is in the middle of a ridge alone. Rejected. <laughs> Rejected. <laughs> yeah, I remember that moment. Oh, my gosh. In the movie theater. Everybody, because you when you see her, she's walking slow and she's looking, and then when you finally cut and cut to the other direction and you see Steve, he is like looking for her. He is like running down the bridge looking for her, and he sees her. And the moment, I mean, like, and you can see his like his chest kind of hitches because he's about to cry, and he just is so relieved. I mean, we Al Green so playing. I, I just can't. It, it is. It's cinematic perfection. <gasps> I have it goosebumps. Is. I have goosebumps right now thinking be, about it. I loved it so yeah. much. The happiest of endings. <sighs> yes. Oh. What they deserved. And and yeah. just, I mean, oh my God. Okay. So we worked really hard for Miranda and Steve. <sighs> and then, and just like that. And just like that. It was taken away from us <laughs> like everything we love like everything we love has to be taken away um well okay so before we get into che i will say i have to tell you my my only 
redeeming moment mm-hmm. from the second some some Abu Dhabi um, or Dubai or wherever the hell they went in the second movie was when Charlotte was crying about how hard it is to be a mom. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. And Miranda was sitting with her because Miranda is the only other mom. And Charlotte, of course, has a very different experience of being a mother because she was always with Harry and they, you know, they adopted Lily and then they had Rose and she was like their miracle baby. Charlotte and, wanted motherhood. And Miranda she, necessarily did. Yes. Yes. Um, Miranda accepted motherhood. Yes. Um, but she did not seek it out the way that Charlotte did. So Miranda is sitting there and Charlotte is weeping because she's so grateful to have a minute by herself. <laughs> And she's like, and and the bet like, she's like, it's so hard. Rose cries all the time, and you know she's just having that like super normal mom moment. And Miranda's not making her feel bad or anything. And she was like, and I have full time help. How do the women who don't do that? How do they do it? And Miranda again does not make fun of her. She doesn't call her a princess. She doesn't call her entitled. She goes, I have no fucking idea. And she raises her glass and she's like, to them. <laughs> in that moment, I have to stay in the theater. I just, uh, oh. every, because every person in that theater was a mom, a woman. Everybody was there with their moms. I was there with my yeah. mom. And I just remember they said that. And everybody in the theater started cheering. Like, yes, how do we do it? It was they so it. <laughs> perfect and sweet. And just Charlotte feel- and Miranda have off. They've often been like kind of pitted against each other because Miranda's such a realist and Charlotte's such a princess. And so them to be the only moms and to have that moment together. And then when because the whole point was that the reason Charlotte was crying was because everybody was joking about how hot her new nanny was and that leaving her alone with Harry was going to mean that Harry was going to cheat on her. And Charlotte was like, and the only thing I keep thinking of is I can't lose the nanny. (laughs) incredible she's like that's not right i should be thinking about harry <laughs> so but just a real um, friendship love woman we love it that's what yes. sex and city is that's what it's supposed to be yes and really that was pretty much the only moment that was true to the series in that entire god-awful dirge oh my god so 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 plus sides of and just like that because there are plenty <laughs> Um, I really thought that Charlotte had a really beautiful character development. Hundred percent. While still being so Charlotte, she, I, Charlotte, I, Charlotte definitely developed the way that I expected her to. Like I expected her to be, and mm-hmm. I hate this word, and I'm going to say it a bunch of times, but she's like trying to be a woke mom. She's a cool mom, you know. Mm-hmm. But she's also she's cool crazy, mom. you know. So I, Charlotte, definitely. She was the comedic relief, honestly. Kristen Davis, she, she was. was amazing. She carried a lot of that show. Yeah. She really did. And just because with she... her earnest Charlotte-ness. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And, like, she was, you know, they gave her a really interesting twist on, on you know, Rose deciding that they're non-binary. They want to be called Rock. Um, I was glad that they didn't go too hard into like we don't have any black friends um that moment where they got invited to ltw's dinner party and they were the only white people there (laughs) and she schools them all on black art it's incredible 
uh-huh and mm. because she's made harry read all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of articles like, and she's Michelle like did you Obama. read the article I that i sent book. you <laughs> i love harry so much mm. um but yeah, so so they gave her this really great, you know, unexpected arc, I think. I was I really thought that they were just going to focus on her like finding black friends and I was going to be like this is really boring and lazy. Right. Um and like she's so she maintains so much charlotteness with mm. the they mitzvah. The they and mitzvah. the <laughs> And you know, letting rock be rock. But I I actually really love that scene when they find out that all her teachers and classmates have been all their teachers and classmates have been calling them rock and they go to the school and you know i think it's such a real i thought it was such a real moment because harry's like she's 12 like are we really like so we just let her decide for the rest of her life like we just have to go along with it like are we Mm -hmm. sure this is what she wants and then they all just they were like yeah sorry (laughs) But it is very telling of like the time too. Kids are exposed to a lot more now. They're figuring things out a lot more. But I loved that mm-hmm. scene too because afterwards when Harry and Charlotte were talking to each other, Harry was like, it is the most humbling thing in the world when somebody knows your kid yeah. more than you do. And that is so, like that is just, I've never heard somebody express that. And that is such yeah. a real like emotion, I feel like for parents that you don't think about. When your kids get older and they start having their own lives and their own friends and stuff, like- you really don't. Yeah. When it, when everybody on that conference call was talking about how funny Rock was, and she's mm-hmm. like, who the hell's Rock? And everybody's like, uh, she's like, did I miss a kid? <laughs> Is there a new kid? Um, you know, and yeah, and Harry saying like, well, this is what we have to do, I guess. But, you know, like acknowledging that there's this, like, Charlotte was crying and saying like, but she's still my beautiful baby Rose. Like, mm-hmm. I... I just want to tell her like this is not who you are but maybe it is and I don't know you know it's mm-hmm. it's such a complicated thing to be a parent watching your child go through this and like they wanted to be supportive in it and they were it wasn't mm-hmm. like they told them you know no but you know I mean like even little moments where she slips up and she calls her she and then she corrects herself and says they you know and it was it was so real and so sweet mm-hmm. um and of course the the, the moment when Lily walks in on them in the oh. bathroom and she is about to give him a blowjob. He's, he's just checking his penis for cancer. Like literally. If ever there was Liz to come out of Charlotte and it's fly, <laughs> that's what you do. Smash your kid in the face with the door. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. But I just I I I had to I was watching today I was rewatching the, that episode and I was like had to stop and be like oh at the very end when when she was like I'm sure you know all about this but do you have any questions for me about what we were doing and Lily was like did you find any cancer cure like that comedy like, no, that's great sweetheart mm. yes it was so sweet it was like no sweetheart I didn't <laughs> like she just. That was a great thing to watch, like, to go from Charlotte doing all the things she did in Sex and the City to yes, trying to hide a blowjob from her teenage Mm -hmm. child 
that is just I mean that to me is that's fan service I feel and I just yeah I did I felt like that was and I loved that you know Carrie was such a good aunt Carrie and let Lily stay at her apartment when she was having a fight with Charlotte and you know just so much sweetness there (sighs) they did have little droplets of the love that we love that we Yes, yes. And the, you know, the way that the two of them rallied for Carrie when Big died and they were taking turns, you know, sleeping in her apartment. I mean, that all that made me really feel very reminiscent of like what you and Ange did for me when my mom died, like just, you know, not talking about it, just like taking turns, like checking in and making sure that every, you know, that nobody was going off the deep end or right. there's nothing, you know, just in those situations, kind of, nothing you can say or do to make it right. But the presence is. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that they had their little routine worked out that, you know, Miranda's like, I'll stay these days and you stay these days. Like there was no discussion about it or, you know, this is cutting into my family time or anything like that. It was just like, this is what we do. Um, I mean, Charlotte was about to drop everything and fly to Paris. So (laughs) that's exactly even up until, you know, the last episode where they were Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, we're going. That's, that's the thing. Um, all right. It's almost been an hour. Let's okay. talk about Che Diaz. Okay. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Che Diaz. I want to preface every Che Diaz opinion I have by saying Sada Ramirez is an icon, a legend, a talent. I love them. I have loved them yes. for very many years. Since you've got mail. Since. Okay. Orange, orange, just get in another line. (laughs) It's like Um, writers just stay given Sada horrible characters. (laughs) So, so Sara Ramirez has nothing to do with our deep hatred of JTS. She did. They did their best. Um, they 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 did their best with the material which they were given, which was deeply deeply disrespectful to comedy in general comedians yes. comedians non-binary folk um queer people in general (laughs) latinas everybody everybody was disserviced you tell that character was written by a person who is none of those things not i know non-binary people and i don't think it's the only thing that they talk about in fact, I'm pretty certain that it's not because I wouldn't be able to stand being in a room with somebody who only talked about their queerness or being non-binary. Or doing weed. Doing or weed. Doing weed. <laughs> or ripping a bowl in an elevator. Or <laughs> fucking somebody in a kitchen when they're taking care of somebody. That was such an awful. I had to, I couldn't even watch it. I had to fast forward. Or, I was like, I don't want to watch this. This is awful um Mm. so yeah so like from the first episode where at the podcast they were talking about like where people have jerked off in public and she was like where have you where where haven't you jerked off in public and why haven't you carrie and i'm thinking like because it's disgusting and illegal like what this is not funny like this isn't like i get I, i get that they were specifically talking about things that would make Carrie uncomfortable so that they could show like, Hey, you need to lighten up a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
that's fine. But they didn't have to go that it far. Wasn't funny. <laughs> and it wasn't I, funny. It yeah. was just gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, and then I, I just kept thinking to myself, and I said this to you via text, like, was it, was it that there were no non-binary comedians that anyone involved with that entire show could have possibly called and said, hey, is any of this material that we're giving this comedian remotely funny? Or at the very because least, anybody with call a comedian and say, what do you call your shows? Comedy, concerts, right? Okay, good. Noted. Comedy concerts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Comedy concert. Miranda, why do you keep why do you keep calling it a comedy concert? Like, how high were you? Um, so much weed. Yeah, so I do a ton of weed. <sighs> you're doing a ton of weed. Um <laughs> so so JDS was an unfunny comedian who was being shoved down our throats as the funniest. And and that's so hard because comedy because stand-up is an entirely different animal than television comedy Mm -hmm. it's and people who write comedy for tv do not write stand-up they're not like unless it's somebody like seinfeld or whatever and the stand-up is writing their own show but that's still like what works in a bit does not work drawn out into a series and chadias had no bits no there were yes exactly whatsoever we were just supposed to assume and, that this person is funny and witty and magnetic but they weren't at and, and so yeah and so popular that they couldn't go anywhere without being photographed and having people run up and being like i'm obsessed with you right i watched your special so many times this person is not funny. Right. Stop telling us. Again, it's right. telling. It's not showing. It's telling that they're funny. Literally. And, and like, I get it. Props for trying to right all your diversity wrongs. <laughs> you didn't have to do it with one character. You did not have to shove it all into one character. One unfunny character. Because that, to me, really dampened any support i might have given to her and miranda their Miranda's relationship right because like steve actually is funny yes steve actually and is steve magnetic is... and caring and not a yes. narcissist as they claim themselves to be you know why yeah. is that an, why is that an, an attractive feature that steve gold standard did not hand miranda a box of red flags every time they interact and was like here's all the reasons you should run away screaming um but that's what che did to miranda i was reading an article just before we got on here about that they made che into uh what was the trope that they called it queer spirit guide or something along those lines of like the the queer idol that's supposed to guide miranda Mm -hmm. through her her journey and queerness and all of that and it's like uh, on top of everything else, Che also has to be this person. And but like, wh- why, 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 why did that have to happen? And and you know, again, I I get that if they wanted to explore a queer storyline, that Miranda 
really was the one that made the most sense because if they did it with Carrie, then it would look like she was just pivoting to something totally different because of her grief. And it really would make no sense for Charlotte whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was so upsetting to me because I loved the, the, the real life marriage journey that Steve and Miranda had been on and for it to end with her saying it with him saying, I was never, I've never been enough for you. And her basically agreeing. That is crushing. And I, I just find it so hard to believe. And again, I, they're characters. They're not real people, but like they made it all these years and Brady growing up and all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden she's bored. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just team Steve forever and forever. I, <sighs> Jay can and find that, someone. Oh my else god! Do Jay does find someone else. Multiple people. Right. right. I know. <laughs> like, but it's like they don't and, want. And like Jay's a horrible person, but they like don't let them be a, a horrible person. They want them to be to be looked at as this famous idol. You know, everybody loves magnetic and all this stuff. But like, they're really an awful person. That whole kitchen thing with Miranda while Carrie's in the bathroom. They were hammered. Che oh. left and drove to Jersey to a comedy show. Like, bad person. A comedy concert. A comedy concert, I'm sorry. Bad person. <laughs> but we are still expected to believe that Che is the queer savior of is Miranda. Is worth Miranda, and, and is worth Miranda blowing up her life. Like, that's the thing. Like, I wanted so badly at the end for when Che said, come with me to L.A., for Miranda to be like, no, that's... I have too much here. I have an internship. Like, I, I have, have all these things. My kid. I have an internship. I have a best friend who needs me. I have, you know, my life that I've carved out all of this time. Like, and when Carrie was like, what are you going to do in LA? You're going to sit in a soundstage all day and laugh. And it's like, no, because you're watching Che Diaz <laughs> and <laughs> sit in a soundstage and scroll Instagram. Yeah. You're not going to do that. Um, but you know, and it was like, and and none of that penetrated. And Miranda's like, I'm in love. Let me be in tale. love. Like, Miranda, remember when Carrie had like a legit Prince Charming who swept her away to Paris and you screamed the words, you're living in a fantasy at her. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time you saw her before she moved to Paris. What are you going to do in Paris all day? <laughs> Eat croissant? Same. They just had a new, like. Same. You know, same fight, but reversed. And. and in Carrie's, you know, in Carrie's case, Miranda was right. Mm-hmm. And in Miranda's case, Carrie is right. Mm-hmm. She had, you know, her her graduate degree that she's working on with her internship that Naya helped her get um, that, you know, she was just walking away from. And like, it was so unsatisfying because there kept all of these moments where we just kept I kept waiting for Miranda to be Miranda. Yes. Yes. Miranda was not Miranda. And be like. Not, I mean, you know, especially not at the end, like, and it would be one thing if she was not, there were not still Miranda moments. Right, right. Like with the, the light, with the lamp Mm -hmm. turning on and off. Yes. And I'm talking about atheism and and all of that. Yeah. And she's like, well, we're not sure. We can't prove, disprove the existence of the Easter Bunny. Are you telling me we're not sure about that now too? Miranda. And I, I did love I loved that moment. I actually got teared. I got a little misty when Carrie went to pick up the lamp and she's like, oh, it was just a 
it was just a wire mm-hmm. and you fixed it. And he was like, yeah, it was just a wire and I fixed it. Just, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause don't we all okay. want to assign meaning to chaos when some, we lose somebody we love, but you know, it was so unsatisfying to see all of these moments where she had the opportunity to be like, you know what? There's still too much Miranda for me to just drop absolutely everything and go to LA for with nothing but Che there. Do you think you would feel the same way about Miranda's journey if Che was not Che? Like if Che was not a comedian, if Che was just a pop, like, a podcast personality or like an influencer or something. I don't know. I mean, I think so much of what makes Che off-putting is the bad comedy. Yeah, totally. So much of that is like, I mean, you, I think you shared it on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram was the, was the, you are coming. Oh, you are coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me, Che Diaz. Because like, <laughs> I refer to myself in the first and last name and every time I meet somebody. Always, always. Um, and and all of like, you know, all of their all of their material was was like uh, what you would promote at a pride rally, not what you would do right. as a bit. It's like they wanted to go Hannah Gatsby, uh, but they went like. I, yeah, but at least, you know, at least again, Hannah Gatsby's funny. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Like there's humor attached to right. all of the identity stuff that Hannah Gatsby does bits on. And this was just. Preachy. So I think so much if if Che had just been kind of a an airheaded influencer who was just focused on how many likes they got mm-hmm. or how much, you know, clout they had on on the Internet. I think I would still be. Not happy. Yeah. It's not a good um, move. It's still just not a good move for Miranda. It's because it wasn't about Che, honestly. Mm-hmm. It was about Miranda and being like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, after, I mean, when, you know, when Charlotte was like, it's infidelity. She's like, you're cheating. Mm-hmm. You're having an affair. She's like, it's not an affair. We just, I don't know. And she's like, no, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're married and you're sleeping with somebody else. That's an affair. Like, don't sugarcoat it and like everything that happened with her and steve before and it was just like so like nobody brought that up Mm-mm. no uh, yeah I, I i think that miranda was not miranda in the show but also charlotte and carrie were not them or miranda like they were what miranda needed. like they needed to be mm-hmm. more of what are you doing shake like you know what i mean they needed to be more miranda yeah. or miranda and wake up yes. make her wake and- up and see what is not and the only time they got close to that was when she and Carrie had that fight after the rightful fight mm-hmm. after the worst scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that but Carrie made that about her. Mm-hmm. Carrie made that about how Miranda wasn't there for her, right. as opposed to being like, and in not being there for me, also, what, what? the fuck yeah. are you doing? Like, you know. And yes, she did say that, but it wasn't it wasn't that repeated. Wasn't the like yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, and Charlotte was like, at the end, Charlotte was like, oh, my God, you're in love. I'm so happy for you. And it's like, do you guys not? I mean, yes, of course, I would be happy for you if you found somebody that you were in love with. But I would still be like, okay, but what about, and I won't say his name, (laughs) what about your sweet, wonderful husband who I also love because he's my friend? Like, Mm -hmm. you're hurting my friend. Right. At this point, they've all been in each each other's lives for so long. 
how are you just okay yeah. with this? You know? And I'm all for people expressing themselves and figuring themselves out and like late in life and all of that. Great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. But this is not healthy for Miranda either because she's still madly insecure, jealous. You know, the fans get to her, the attention gets to her and all this stuff. Like this still isn't healthy. So if, if she was yeah. doing a positive and healthy thing for her, then I would understand Charlotte being excited for her being up, but it's still. Well, and they had an opportunity for Miranda and Steve, Miranda to come clean to Steve and, you know, for her to say like, I love you. Let's try an open marriage. Like I'm not getting what I need from you, mm-hmm. but I still love you. Let's, you know, let's try this. Let's try this. But she just was like, I don't want you anymore. I want Shay. That's it. Bye. Right. And I just. And after that, like that was such a heartbreaking conversation. And oh, when Steve. the next scene was her in the cab being like, I told Steve and he just wants me to be happy. I'm like, that's what you got out of that? <laughs> What you got is like broke his heart yeah, and he's not going to do anything about it. He's just going to die alone now because you're it for him. But he wants you think he wants you to be happy. You think that that's what he said? Like, you think that was him giving you his blessing? That was him giving up. Yes. Fighting for you. And that was so sad was he was like, I can't I I can't rally for us again. Like, like, I'm too old to keep doing this. Okay, And then, of course, what we thought we were going to talk about, which nobody else on the entire goddamn internet agreed with us. Um, the mad chemistry, the perfect moment between Steve and Carrie. Uh, you know, I'm watching that whole episode of them painting that little house. And I'm just like, that would be, a, I, I'd be here for it. It's drama. I, it's yeah. Cat and Miranda even be mad. Like, I wish. I mean, that would be really, actually, that would be really interesting because what if, you know, I'm I'm just, this is who I am as a fanfic writer. Like, Miranda goes to LA and Carrie's in New York and Steve's in New York and hey, they bump into each other mm-hmm. and, you know, they're friends, they've been friends forever and then like all of a sudden, oh, they keep bumping into each other and then something happens. Very Joe Fox, Kathleen Kelly. I've been bumping into you a lot lately. Yeah, you want to bump into me over there? Say around noon, lunchtime, Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Best movie in the world. (laughs) Incredible. Um, But yeah, I mean, what would would Miranda do if she came back and Carrie and Steve were a thing? I don't know, but that's a show I want to watch. That is something that I can believe. After seeing their chemistry and seeing them interact, when he was getting her ring out of the pipe and all of that... (sighs) They're just, I mean, they seem like war buddies, you know, like they've been through it all together, but in yes, different ways, they've both yes. been broken so many times. It's like, it's a logical step to put Carrie and Steve together at this point. They've both experienced an insurmountable amount of change and loss in a very short amount of time and to no fault of either of them, you know, yeah. big died and Miranda you know, decided she was didn't want Steve anymore. I just think like, I th- I mean, I was not expecting to love that connection so much but it it you know when he was like oh no it's okay he's like it's fine like he didn't he didn't make fun of her for <laughs> like you know, he didn't make her feel bad or tell her to calm down when she lost big's ring and like when he brought her lemonade he's like how's that heart rate doing <laughs> oh, <Yeah. ding. laughs> oh my god you're so perfect 
just a nice, sweet, normal guy. And, and you know, when she was trying to, like, when he said, like, oh, this ring's never coming off, you know, to death, mm-hmm. till death do us part. She's like, but Steve, you're such a wonderful person. Don't you want somebody who gets that? Like, mm-hmm. And that was, like, the only real hint of Carrie not really, like, understanding like there was so much like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still gonna be your friend, Miranda, because you're my best friend, but I don't I don't support this and I don't like it and I don't think you should do it. There was like two moments of that, and then the rest was like, eh, it's okay, you know? Right. We all just moved on and it's fine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just yeah, I mean, I just think like I I mean I would I would love to see it. I went looking, I thought maybe I could get you to read a fanfic, uh, if we could find one, but no one has written one Pathetic. so again if you want something done right i have to do it shippersty let us down <laughs> you let us down internet you know i thought i got greedy i got cocky i thought in a world where goku from dragon ball z and Anne frank lived happily ever after <laughs> in a fic somewhere and if margaret thatcher <laughs> and dolores umbridge could also be happy in a fic somewhere that i thought that maybe somebody god forbid <laughs> I mean, there really Somebody is. Somebody could have written. And um, we can workshop this because, you know, I don't write or read, but I have many books. <laughs> because the Aiden of all, is Aiden still a partner in the bar? And Carrie and Steve get together. That- Aiden. Oh, right. I forgot because Aiden is a silent partner. Mm. He and Steve are besties. Yes. Which and- I also thought was weird in the second movie where they didn't acknowledge that Steve didn't know that. Aiden Steve was, would have absolutely known that Aiden was married and had three kids. Literally, <laughs> literally. So confusing. And John Corbett, actually, he uh, came into some hot water because he said that he was Ooh. in the new show and then he wasn't. <gasps> wasn't. He was like, yeah, I'm in it. I'm, I'm involved in an interview. And then, I mean, maybe he was just thrown a false was. trail. Maybe of he course, was like, yes. Yeah. But like, yes, now season two, Harry and Steve. Aiden could come back. Mm. We had, we got I, Natasha. I would like to. Yeah, we can get it. That we was such. A, that was such a red herring. That was so unnecessary. Mm. That was like cringy. I was like, Carrie, stop! I know. Stop it right now! Like literally, the, the going to a place of work. Mm. Oh, Sucker! Like, stop it! But yeah, like, that was gross. <laughs> we all get a little crazy sometimes, you know, girl. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm stuck in any bit. Who among us? Yeah. <laughs> we don't stalk their work. We just stalk their Instagram. Exactly. But, you know, Natasha blocked her on Instagram. So she. Oh, that's right. She blocked me. <laughs> she had to take matters into her own hands. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah, so many. There was there was a lot of sweetness. There was a lot of. Deliberate kind of ham-fisted growth mm. Mm. um i was glad that miranda grew out of her microaggressions non-stop <laughs> microaggressions in the first three episodes i was like okay this is going to be the whole thing am i to believe that miranda fucking hobbs harvard law school graduate corporate boss bitch new yorker for the last 35 years has never encountered a black woman right Right. That is what I don't understand. It's like, if you want these women to be seen as more dynamic than they were in the first show, give them one black friend and one Indian friend. Come on. Come on. That's it. I did love Seema, though. Seema is Seema and her 
I want Seema and all Seema all the time. I loved her. And I loved when she and Carrie had that moment where they both told each other they were being bitchy. Um, I was like, that was honest and not something I think we would have gotten in the first iteration of this show. Um, yeah, I love Seema. I was so happy when she found a dude at the end. Do you know who he is? No. So this is an Easter. There's a couple of them throughout the show, but do you remember when Carrie was dating Berger and she took him to Prada? And there yes. was the, pro- the Prada salesman that Carrie set Charlotte with at Smith's show because Miranda or Samantha yes. was trying to help Smith get his career, right? Yes. So yes. Carrie tries to set Charlotte up with that guy, Sarah. So <gasps> it's the exact same guy. He obviously doesn't wear Prada anymore. He's a club owner, but it's the exact same actor. They never say his name in the show. So the creators kind of hinted that they want it to be the same kind of person and be the same person, yeah, which I just, yeah. I'm all about. I love that. And I also do very much remember Burger at Prada because he was me whenever I'm encountered with a price tag. And he's like, this shirt is how much? Does it open into a studio apartment on Park Avenue? Yeah. My husband will always say, what else does it do? <laughs> does it come with a prostitute? It's not worth it. I love him so much. <laughs> you picked such a good guy. Um, <laughs> thank you for marrying him for us. You're welcome. <sighs> I thank keep you. him. Um <laughs> Fun fact, off topic, because we're just about we're just about done, um, and we've stayed remarkably on topic this entire and time. I'm Dude's so proud, proud of us. us. I'm so proud of us. But to great. be mildly off topic for one second, um, I knew that Diz is that Mr. Diz was the one for Diz when I met him <laughs> because I had known him for like 45 minutes, and I because I was staying at their house, I had not met him yet in person, and I got in at like super late like 10 30 11 30 at night right. and he was coming in or going to work for night shift or something mm-hmm. i don't know we were, were like ships passing in the night we saw each other for like 10 minutes and then i woke up the next morning and i had a friend request on every single social media <laughs> every single one told me that. That's so cute. yes it was so cute i was like oh okay oh we were friends in real clearly... life now <laughs> Were you just waiting to meet me in real life? So that like, did you have all of these saved? And you're like, now, now I can add Send. friend, add friend, add friend. It was so cute. I was like, oh, this is the one. Um, yes. So yes. Anybody who who acknowledges how special Diz and I are to each other. Yes. Is, That's why we keep them. The husband material. That's why we keep them. Um. So yeah. So I think, I think. And just like that ended up with uh, in a better place than I thought it was going to. I was worried. Um, except for Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's storyline seemed, by the last episode, I mean, I thought I I have a little bit of like FOMO because I know we missed out on a lot because they cut Christopher Noth out of the last episode. But yeah. I still think that the last yeah. episode was probably the best one of the whole series. And mm-hmm. it did wrap everything up pretty well. I just, like, we're getting a second season, right? Why won't anybody say anything? <laughs> well, it's it's HBO. They tend to do, like, 
blocks. They tend to do at least like sign on for at least two seasons. They lo- they're like Netflix, like right. that. Like you get a show on HBO, you kind of automatically get a second season. Peacemaker got a second I can't season. Imagine. Hello. They and they 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 rushed that through yeah. like a freaking gauntlet. It's, a- <laughs> it's. I'm told. Jared told me I have to watch it because I haven't watched it you yet. So I'm, I'm told it. it's good. The finale and- just and watch that right after okay. this okay good i'm glad it's done then that i can binge it um but yeah i mean there's a lot still to explore i'm glad carrie has her own show i think that's a cute you know i loved that well when they said it's gonna be a podcast host, that's what i expected i expected a carrie bradshaw solo advice you know podcast yeah yeah because they make carrie bradshaw out to be this everybody knows who Carrie Bradshaw is. She's the oh my god, who's that comedian um, writer that just had a special on Netflix? I want to be so mad at myself because uh, I don't know her name. She's she's old, anyways. But she's just like a well-known New York figure. Carrie Bradshaw is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. But right, why is she on this podcast with Che Diaz and another comedian in what looks like an iHeartRadio studio? Like this is not a real podcast. Like why aren't we doing like couch? sitting on the bed real podcasting that's what i wanted right like this shit this shit that's what i'm saying like <laughs> facetime solo um, so maybe we get that. I, yeah maybe we get that um yeah i thought it was weird that she had to go to the studio to record her podcast i'm like that's listen and there's like a team of producers not, behind them like i don't even think uh he who shot like, this isn't the radio has all that <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Joe Rogan produces shit like that, but like that's not how most of us do it. <laughs> most of us. I'm so in tune with the famous podcasters of the world. Listen. Um, me and my 47 subscribers. Um, we love you. <laughs> there are dozens of us, literally. Dozens. Um <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, uh, this is not what I wanted. So what they gave us what we wanted by the end. Um and I was glad that she was moving on. I didn't mm-hmm. really like the fact that it was her producer and boss that was hot that was a hot kiss though i was like it was a hot kiss okay it was definitely way better than um than peter god love him yeah i I think i knew it wasn't gonna work out no with peter no but i mean it couldn't because he was the first date back but um no i i really was like I just want another season. I want them. I want to give them another chance. But it's like, so maybe here's what here's what we can hope for. Maybe we'll have okay. a second city to the opposite effect. Like maybe the first season is really bad, and the second season will be really good. Like the first movie was really good. Yeah, true. Maybe true. That's a possibility. Or they just um, ask you and I to join the writing team, and then we will have. Maybe exactly then we'll have what we need and um we'll be right and we can make everything happen and we'll be like listen first day i know we're supposed to just be getting coffee and and licking everybody's feet however we're taking over and this is what we're going with chase carry chase chase fired chase out Stephen carrier in <laughs> let's do it be like uh speaking of fired <laughs> <laughs> that was quick that's <laughs> quick in and out oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like my education major i was in hey. and out one day <laughs> hey. hey remember we were gonna be teachers 
dodge think about that someday. Day. So you and I were you and I were going to be teachers <laughs> of all things. <laughs> People were going to entrust their children to us to be educated. God had other plans. He uh, outrageous. He just uh-huh. off real quick. He was like, you know what, you two need useless marketing degrees. We were like, correct, Dead. big man. Dead. <laughs> And just like that, we never used our degrees. And just like that, I never paid off my student loans. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, we did our first episode. Diz. Oh my gosh, Em, this was so fun. Mm, this was Thank so you fun. so much. Thank you so much. Um, Shipper City, I don't have any fix for you because nobody wrote the shit we wanted, <laughs> we wanted to read. <laughs> So this was this was an episode uh, more about storytelling and about fan service and about the power of friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to say about that. Absolutely. So, um, Diz, you're always welcome. Uh, we'll talk about anything you want. Doesn't Ooh. have to be clearly it doesn't have to be fanfic related because here we are. We did this. <laughs> I mean, no. So I did. did I didn't want to tell you. Tell you. I'll say this on the air so you can't judge me too hard. I bought a Kindle. <laughs> OK. It's You know what? It's OK. It's OK, it's right? Okay. Mostly to it's read okay. books yeah. of a certain genre in preparation for a certain thing. But, you know, I'm going to read other things, too. <laughs> so, you know. So you might find some things that yeah. have fic attached to them you and we can know. talk about them. And great. I will be dead because this is all I've ever wanted in the 20 years we've been best friends. And Oh, my God. I will. Find oh, maybe someday. I'll find another fandom and we'll get there. I think I can do it. This has this has been a dream come true, regardless. Um, I, and I, I love you forever. Now. Okay. Like everybody. <laughs> I mean, I was just saying, I don't want to give away trade secrets here, but it's incredibly easy to do. I, you know, <laughs> this has just been such a delight. Here we are. You need one of these and some of these and this laptop that we're talking on right now. That's, that's it? Uh, that's all you need. You could also not have any of those things and just have a phone. And you could do a podcast that way. Wow. 2022. So not to, <laughs> not to, you know, show you how the sausage is made or anything. Yeah, but, I can peel uh, back the curtain at all on me here. <laughs> no attention to the lady in the glasses behind the curtain. <laughs> oh, um, I love right. you. I love this you so forever. Fun. Forever. Forever Thank and ever. Thank you. Um, Shipper City. Thank you for witnessing our friendship for the last hour and a half. Um, Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And above all else, get your shit.